Why are Houstonians not getting their mail? Plus, could a new petition be the start of a major change in HISD? And you won't believe how ridiculous prices are right now for crawfish. Producer Carleon Jones joins me to recap these stories and more. It's Tuesday, January 23rd, 2024. I'm Rahil Ramzanli, and here's what Houston's talking about. Carly, the superstar, is here fresh off of her Great Day Houston TV appearance. How are you, Carly? I'm good. I'm good. I was so excited last week when I got to do that. I got to meet Deborah Duncan, which she's one of my, like, you know, people that inspired me to go to journalism school. So it was super cool doing my first appearance with her. Like, dream come true. Nice. And for listeners, you can definitely watch it on our Instagram at CityCast Houston. So just look it up. The reel is up there. You looked great. You had a lot of fun. And isn't it just the best to like go in there, knock it out and get all those messages afterwards? Like, hey, I just saw you on TV. How cool is that? Yes. It's such a cool oh feeling. Oh my gosh, yes. My like Facebook page was blowing up afterwards. Everybody was so excited nice. to see it. And it was it was so funny because like I didn't tell a bunch of people and the ones that just like caught it just because they were just watching the news that day, they were like, is that Carly on TV? <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. They were just hitting me up afterwards, but it was a great experience. Nice. I'm so glad you had a chance to do it and, you know, go meet Deborah. She's the nicest person and their whole staff is so cool. So shout out to them. I've been on, Brooke has been on, you've been on, and hopefully we'll be on uh, even more. Mm -hmm. And that partnership continues because we love Great Day Houston. Yes, absolutely. Hey, let's get to our biggest stories of the week so far. You start us off. What do you got? Okay, so a petition to have Mike Miles removed has been put up on Reddit. And this is crazy because, you know, we know that Reddit is a place that people kind of like go to get stuff off their chest all the time. But one user literally took to the site to basically say that he's not liking the changes that are happening with HISD. And since that is the case, he wants Mike Miles removed as superintendent. So the post read, I'm not sure if this is allowed, but here's a link to a petition to have Mike Miles removed. And so far, when I last checked, the petition has 5,680 signatures out of the 7,500 signature goal already. So it seems like a lot of people might be agreeing with him. I don't know if this petition will actually get any like movement going. I don't think that you can actually just petition a man out of office. But the petition, which is on change.org, had a lot of um, alleged things on there that were kind of interesting. For instance, they said that he was appointed by his friend, Mike Morath, basically trying to say like he only got this job just because of that friendship. Um, they also alleged that he was under investigation in 2015 for violating board policies whenever he was under contract as the Dallas ISD superintendent and that his contract was basically resigned after three years. On top of that, they even alleged that Mike spent $470,000 of HISD taxpayer money on a convocation play that was produced by his son. And the article, which is linked in the show notes, if you want to read it, made a lot of other alleged claims about Miles and his practices since he became the leader of HISD. But we don't know if all these alleged claims are true or not. But what we do know is that according to information that we got from Houston Public Media through a public record, almost twice as many teachers have resigned from HISD in the last year. So 633 teachers resigned from HISD from August to early January. 
During the same time period in 2022 to the 2023 school year, 331 teachers had quit, which we know that there's been like a teacher shortage going on for a while, but doubling it is kind of scary. Like they're just dropping like flies at this point. Yeah, it is absolutely crazy how many teachers are resigning and, you know, they're making claims that they don't like this new setup. They don't like this new education plan that has gotten so many headlines as well. Now, as for that taxpayer's money that was spent on the convocation, that is true that those are numbers that were looked into. And yeah, they did spend 470000 Now, that was also in conjunction with the big annual fair that they have for the teachers to start the year off. So they always spend that money, but this one was a lot more Mm. than previous years. So yeah, that is another thing to look at. People aren't happy. There's no other way to put this. They are not happy with the changes at HISD. They're not happy with the way it went down, right? With the TEA stepping in and appointing Mike Miles, getting rid of the board as well that was elected in, right? That is something that is representative of the people. So there is a lot of concern right now in HISD. And the fact that people are signing this petition, somebody's trying to do something, that is just another big sign that, yeah, a lot of people are not happy with the changes. And that's the thing about government, right? You should have a right to say that, We don't like this. This is not fair to us or our students or the teachers or the parents. They have this right. And if they get enough signatures, will people listen? Mm -hmm. Will people in charge listen? Will there be changes made? I don't think changes will be made this school year, but maybe at the end of school year, will the TEA step in and say, okay, we need to make another change or we need to figure this out and put a more permanent solution in and not just appoint somebody. Mm -hmm. So There's a lot of questions and these answers are going to sort themselves out here pretty soon. But my thing is, do you think that 7,500 people signing a petition is enough? I mean, Houston's a huge area. There's so many people here. There's so many schools within HISD. I kind of feel like that's a small number to start off a petition with and to actually make a change. But who knows? Yeah, I'm not sure in terms of the number of signatures, like why they pick 7,000, mm-hmm. but it must be something in terms of like, hey, this many signatures are required to bring this to our attention. Okay. So there must be a reason why they pick 7,000 because frankly, they could probably get a lot more if they wanted to. Yeah, because it's only been up for a couple of days and it's already gaining some traction. I was kind of surprised that it was pretty much at its goal already after only a couple of days. Another thing that you brought up, the number of teachers that are resigning, right? 633 teachers resigned from HISD. That is nuts to me. 633 teachers are like, you know what? We're mm-hmm. good. We don't want to work at HISD and we can go find a job somewhere else. But this teacher shortage is hitting everybody. I can only talk about my experience here in Fort Bend ISD mm-hmm. and the schools that we're in. And we're having a hard time. I'll just be honest with you, Art. Like we have a teacher shortage. It is hard what the students are going through. There's just not enough teachers. It's substitute teacher after substitute teachers. Uh, Teachers are just not showing up sometimes. Mm. And it is frustrating. So as a parent, uh, you know, I can only talk about my experiences with the teacher shortage and what's happening with teachers. But this is something that the industry needs to figure out. And this is something that could plague the industry 
for a long time if there are no other solutions. Mm-hmm. And I hate it because it's affecting the kids at the end of the day, like them having to go into classrooms and classrooms when I was in school usually would be like maybe like 20, 30 kids at tops. But if you have teacher shortages, the classrooms are just going to get bigger and bigger. And you're going to have 40 kids in a class. And how are they supposed to learn? They don't get attention that they need. The teacher can't go and stop and be like, oh, let me go help this student because you have what? 35, 40 other people in the classroom that you need to also try to help. So yeah, it's terrible for the kids. All right, I'm going to move to my biggest story. And this is just a heartbreaking story all around. So two teens who shot and killed a convenience store worker on Friday turned themselves in with the help of community activist Quanell X. So this is where the story picks up. Okay, for those of you who don't know yet, these two teens walked into a gas station in Humble and stole a bag of chips based on surveillance camera footage. Then we see in the footage that a worker confronted them outside and you can see the teens and the workers kind of exchanging words, but nothing physical. Then we don't see anything else after this because the worker gets in his car and starts following the two teenagers. Mm. The next update of the story we get is that the two teenagers just started open firing at the car. One of the bullets hits and kills the man from the convenience store. So the teens are claiming it was self-defense and claim that the worker had a gun, but we'll see what happens. There's going to be an investigation. Obviously we'll see how the justice system handles this, but Think about how many lives just changed over a bag of chips. And this is just so heartbreaking. This was a man who had a business, who was part of this convenience store and was trying to figure out like, why are these kids stealing from Mm -hmm. us? Why did he get in his car and chase them over a bag of chips is heartbreaking. The teens deciding to just steal a bag of chips, like, come on. And your life is forever changed now because you thought the right solution here was to shoot at the man and he is now dead. So you've got that to worry about as well, because there will be charges. It is heartbreaking. It is a sad story. And it's something that, you know, just makes you reflect like something so small has impacted our community and has changed so many lives. That is so sad and so heartbreaking. And what it made me think of is like when I was in high school, I used to work at Payless and um, it's a shoe store. I don't know. Some of the, you know, youngins out there probably don't even know about it Mm -hmm. anymore because it's closed down. But um, when I was working there, I remember someone came in and like stole a pair of shoes out of the store. And I see my like manager, she went out and she was like chasing them out of the store. And I was just thinking like, I don't think I would ever do that because I just don't think it's worth it. You never know if somebody has a weapon on them or, you know, what's going on. And also I kind of just look at it like you never know what anybody's going through. If they have to steal like a pair of shoes, I feel like, you know, not that it's right. It's not right to be stealing or doing anything like that, but it's like, you know, maybe they just really didn't have anything or, you know, I don't know what it is. We don't know what the situation was, but it's like so sad that so many lives are like lost because just like you said, a bag of chips that probably costs like two or $3, you know? Yeah. And it's one of those things where, look, if you do need something, if you need shoes or you need food, right, there are other ways to get it. You don't need to steal. There are options out there. Mm -hmm. You can reach out to people or organizations or whatever it may be instead of going into a convenience store and making a decision that is going to change your life forever now if you're these two Mm -hmm. teens. And they did turn themselves in, as I mentioned. So that is good because over the weekend, it was all about like finding these two teens Mm -hmm over this murder. So 
We'll see what happens with this. This is a heartbreaking story, but it's one that everyone's talking about. And I wanted to definitely talk about it here on the podcast. And then also, like, I hate that teenagers are walking around with guns in the first place. You know, like, you shouldn't even have access to a gun as a teenager. But, you know, that's Mm -hmm. a whole separate situation. But yeah. Yeah. And the teens were 18 and 17. You know, wow. That's terrible. Yeah, and our heart goes out to the family of the man who passed away as well. Mm-hmm. That's just, you know, unbelievable. The Humble Police Department had a really good quote about, he went to work and you're supposed to come home from work. You're not supposed to die over a bag of chips. Yeah. You know, I'm just paraphrasing, but yeah, it is heartbreaking. Yeah. All right, Carly, are you ready for some rapid fire? We can't go without doing some rapid fire on a Tuesday. Are you ready? Yeah, let's get it. Okay, first one. I think we're pretty spoiled with how good our mail and delivery systems are, right? FedEx, UPS, all the other ones. And we can pretty much get stuff on time and accurately. But a lot of Houstonians are getting fed up with one branch of the USPS in our area, which is the Postal Service, the Missouri City Distribution Center for the Postal Service, because It has now become the place for packages to go and get delayed. One man who needed medication hasn't been able to get it for weeks. A bride who was waiting for her wedding dress hasn't been able to get it. And there's countless other stories hitting the web. According to KHOU, they've gotten more than 3,000 people who have emailed them saying like, hey, my package is here. I've lost this much. Like, what is happening? So the USPS office is saying it's because they're updating their system to a more modern plan and turning the distribution center into a newer one so packages can get out faster and all that good stuff and get sorted. But citizens are getting fed up and even Congressman Al Green is getting involved now and trying to fix it. So it is wild out there. Missouri City, I've been on Twitter or X or whatever it's called and looking this up and everyone has a complaint about it. And there's also now stories hitting that there's a facility on the north side that is going through the same thing. So if you haven't gotten a package that you were supposed to get, it's probably because it's delayed in one of these distribution centers. And this makes so much sense because I was supposed to get something on the 12th for something I needed on the 13th and it was supposed to be there and it still hasn't arrived. Oh my gosh. I will say like anytime I've ever had problems with my packages, it was because of USPS. I will say that like I've literally had packages where they just actually never showed up. So I definitely know that they have a track record of uh, messing packages up (laughs) and they don't answer the phone either. Oh no, no. I mean, just think about how many millions of packages and letters they're dealing with and to upgrade the system and not have it done correctly, like this is just maddening and people are upset. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's stick with people getting mad at the federal government because over the weekend, people were so mad that the federal government was banning those funny road signs, right? We see them all over on the highways, those signs that will give you an update, like I-10 is five minutes away, the traffic is this bad. But those signs were also used to really hit important messages like don't drink and drive. And what we started seeing was TxDOT started putting funny ones up, Mm -hmm. right? Like those memorable quotes, the eyes of Texas are upon you, so don't drink and drive. So those signs over the weekend, there's a new mandate that was put out or a guidebook and TxDOT was like, hey, we can't do this anymore. We can't put funny signs, but everything's okay. You can still make references to pop culture and humorous signs You just can't put signs up that are confusing to drivers, according to the federal government. So all is well. Did you see the story? Did you hear about the outrage? 
I mean, I didn't see it necessarily because it was over the weekend, but like, I do see what their point is with it like being something confusing. Cause if you're driving, you already don't need to be like distracted by road signs. So if it's something funny that like makes sense to your brain, like right away, okay, cool. But like trying to figure out a road sign in Houston when people are already driving bad sounds like a problem waiting to happen to me. I, the signs that Textile will put up, they weren't confusing. Like, they weren't putting calculus problems up. They're, they were just cute little <laughs> signs, like, only Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer drives lit. You know, stuff like oh that. It wasn't something where you had to sit there and go, what do they mean by this? It wasn't like they were watching Interstellar and trying to figure out the ending of the oh movie. Like, come on. Wh- why are we? Why is the government getting involved in this? This makes no sense <laughs> to me. But we'll still see funny, clever signs. I think it'll be okay. I just, I was like, what? Why are they doing this? Come on. That's like one of the best things about those road signs is you can have some good fun. Laugh. Yeah, good laugh throughout the day is always needed. Okay, I got to bring a food story here. Bluebell is releasing a new limited time only flavor called Cinnamon Twist. The ice cream has brown sugar and cinnamon with cinnamon bun dough pieces and an icing swirl. Does this sound appetizing to you? Do you want to try this out? I will say this. Bluebell is one of those places that I don't think that they actually ever make a flavor that isn't good. So like, Mm. yeah, I would try it. Like Bluebell is so good that people just kind of act like they never remember people were literally passing away from Listeria from eating the ice cream a few years ago. They're just like, yeah, I still want it and still like, you know, just bypass everything. So yeah, I don't think they ever miss on a flavor, honestly. Yeah, Bluebell, I guess, will always be an institution, although H-E-B's ice cream is a little bit better now. Like, it's creamier. It's more affordable as well. They got better flavors. Mm, you think so? Yes, absolutely. The H-E-B swoon and H-E-B just ice cream in general is way better, in my opinion. Oh, wow. Yeah, you need to try that. That's a hot take. No, that is. I think most people feel this way now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I need to go try it again. I mean, I used to eat H-E-B's ice cream all the time. They do have really good ice cream, but like better than Bluebell, just like that just seems like a really strong take. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna do a taste test. Yeah, definitely. Uh, although Bluebell's king cake ice cream that they put out right now for Mardi Gras Ooh, is one of my favorites. Yes. I will get a half gallon of that and I will eat it the, in, in one week. Oh my gosh. Okay, I love that. I love ice cream and that one is my favorite. Okay. It is so good. It's one of the best flavors they've ever put out. So shout out to Bluebell for that one. But otherwise, I'm getting H-E-B ice cream. Sorry. See, and like similar to the king cake, they have a wedding cake flavor that's out year round. And that's my favorite flavor from Bluebell. So if you don't get to try the king cake flavor, y'all, go try the wedding cake flavor. It's always out. So really good. Okay, and you let us know, H-E-B ice cream or Bluebell ice cream. You can definitely message us with the information in our show notes or hit us up on Instagram at CityCast Houston. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Okay, Carly, I want to try a new thing here. And you actually told me to try this out. At the end of our Tuesday episode, we're going to do a thing called Only in H-Town. Okay, something that is so unique to us, so funny. It can be dumb. It can be silly. It can be clever, creative. I don't care. This is going to be our area to talk about only in H-Town does this happen. What do you got for us? Okay, y'all. So only in H-Town do you have a furniture salesman who uses sports games as business promotion. Now, when I said this, I'm pretty sure everybody knew exactly who I was talking about, Mr. Mattress Mac. And the reason why I bring him up is because he recently just lost $300,000 because the Texans didn't win their game against the Ravens in the second round of the playoffs. So this is nothing new. He's been doing this for years. Like one of the biggest bets he's lost was like 13 
$15 million in the 2019 World Series game. Um, if you're new to Houston, what he does is like he'll have um, a furniture sale and he'll say that, okay, if these people win, I will give you back the amount that you paid for the furniture. And if they lose, then you have to pay the full price of the furniture. And it's pretty much a big betting game. And it's been going on literally for years and years and years. Also, he took to Instagram to post a skit that was also a promotional video. And I don't know if he was like supposed to be like a gang member in this skit or whatever, but he has like this all red outfit on. It has like this bandana print on the jacket. And he's just on there like, using all this slang and it was like I don't know if it was funny or disturbing but the man was on there like yeah I've been the plug since 1981 <laughs> like slanging mattresses like I was like who told him that this was a good idea <laughs> I know it was so uncomfortable I, I'll start with that <sighs> video yeah it was just so I was like, Ma Mattress Mac, just stop. Like, <laughs> stop. Mattress Mac, you're a beloved figure here in the city of Houston. And really, after Hurricane Harvey, it was the next level when he just opened up his furniture store and said, if you've been displaced, just come here. Just live here and we'll be fine. And of course, after that, he did a big promotion about, hey, buy this furniture that people were sleeping on and I'll give you a huge discount. Like, of course, he turned it into a promotion. Mm -hmm. But, you know... There's some people who are starting to feel like Mattress Mac is starting to get old. Like he has a gambling problem. Yeah. This guy has a gambling problem. He has the money to fuel the gambling problem. But it's getting to that point where you're like, uh. And then the whole election stuff that happened where yeah. he created that website. He started working with um, Mueller about it. Like that whole thing. I was like, come on, Mattress Mac. Like just do you. Do your gambling stuff. Be a great figure in the community. You don't have to get involved in all of this. But he has a right to do it. Look freedom of speech. Absolutely, you can do what yeah. you want, but some people will get turned off. My whole thing with gallery furniture is, do you go and shop there outside of these sales? Like you have to do these big sales now for people to go in or these big promotions about if the you know Texans win, you get this, or if the Longhorns win, you get your furniture for free. Mm -hmm. Do people just go in there and just buy furniture now, or do they just wait for the next big promotion? I mean, I will say I've never stepped foot in gallery furniture. Like, I don't recall ever going in there. But, I mean, I've heard that they have, like, good quality furniture. Um, I know that it probably costs a, a pretty penny. So, mm -hmm. since that's the case, I don't think people go in without the promotions. But there's literally always a promotion. Like, he's always, it's some type of game going on at some point that he's betting yeah. on. So, it's like, you don't have to worry. He's going <laughs> to he's gonna give you a discount yeah. somehow, some way. Mattress Mac would be like, if the Beller six and under boys baseball team wins their championship, you'll get your furniture for free. He'll gamble on anything, anything. now. That's what he's doing. You're just like, gosh, Mattress it's Mac, crazy. relax. And it's like, it's really only in Houston because I don't know anybody else that has a furniture store anywhere in the world that's like, I'm going to place bets to sell furniture. It's just a crazy like thought process, yeah. but I mean, it works. It does work. So. It works. He makes money off yeah. of it. He's obviously doing fine. So, yeah, I saw that that gangster video and I was like, <laughs> was oh, like, this, this is, is embarrassing. So like, oh, this is so uncomfortable. It really was. Okay, for me, only in H-Town will we spend $16 a pound for crawfish in January. <laughs> now, a lot of Viet Cajun crawfish spots are selling crawfish right now despite low supply and high prices. And crawfish season usually has a soft launch about right now. But because of the dry and hot weather over the summer, the supply is super low and restaurants are paying around $10 a pound for crawfish. So, to put it in perspective, usually customers pay about $6.99 a pound to enjoy crawfish. But as I mentioned, 
to go get crawfish at one of these restaurants, you can expect to pay about $15 to $16 a pound mm-hmm. to enjoy that little bit of a meat, okay? Yeah. Like, come on. I know it's good, but can we wait? And a lot of these restaurant suppliers are saying that expect high prices even into the spring and summer when we traditionally are paying, again, like five to six bucks a pound. It could be a tough season for crawfish. See, I've been seeing people on Facebook like really complaining about this because some restaurants are even like putting it to where, you know, normally they'll like give you some corn and potatoes with your bag of crawfish. Some restaurants are even taking the corn and potato off of it. And it's just like just the crawfish for these high prices. Mm. And so people are pissed. People have also been talking about like, you know, how the weather has kind of affected how much crawfish there is available. And it's crazy, but I'm not going to lie. I probably would pay the $16 for a bag of crawfish just because like I've been waiting. We've been waiting all year for this season to happen. Like I'm just searching. I've been literally all weekend trying to figure out who's selling crawfish yet. (laughs) Really? Yes. Right now. (laughs) I can't, I can't do crawfish until April. Why? Yeah. I I need it to be nice outside. It can't be cold for me. I need like spring weather, I need to sit outside on the patio or in somebody's front yard or backyard and eat crawfish. I can't do it right now. It's too cold. Give me pho right now. Okay. Okay. I don't need crawfish. As long as I'm at a restaurant, I'm good. Like, I mean, I just warm up, put a jacket on and just eat and enjoy. I love it. All right, Carly, that was a lot of fun. A lot of good stories that we discussed. And if we missed anything, of course, shoot us a message on Instagram at CityCastHouston. Thanks, Carly. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That was Carly on Jones. All the stories we discuss are linked in our show notes. That will do it for today. Thank you for listening, and I hope you learned something new. 